whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hey, hey, welcome to Mojo Sports, guys, and this is the very first episode of the Women in Gridiron show. My name is Stacey Spear, and I'm joined by an amazing panel here with me to talk all things women in gridiron. I've got Christy Holiday-Miller, Bliss Love, and Beck Balden. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. Hey, Thank guys. You. Thank you very much. All right, guys, I'm going to get straight into it. I'm going to introduce you all to our listeners because uh, each one of you have got like this amazing football story that up until now we actually haven't had a chance to dive into. So, Christy, I'm going to start with you. Talk to us about your football career so far. All right, I don't know if you're throwing to me because I'm the nana of football, but have been playing since 2012. So I would have been going into my, what, 10th season now. So I've had a a long career and I've loved every minute of it and had um, a lot of highlights. Um, Perhaps the highlights for me have been obviously playing um, internationally, so over in Chicago um, and over um, in Canada for the Australian team. Um, But been playing for 10 years and... um, um I've been playing running back for most of that been trying to be a long linebacker for most of that career but definitely I, let's let's face it I'm a running back at heart so I'm still playing I'm 40 plus still playing still trying to be competitive because I love this game so much so and I can talk about it all day Okay, first of all, I did you just put your age out there? Because for the longest time that I've known you, you have never, ever spoken those numbers and it's here recorded live on a podcast. Yes. Can't yep, take it's the biggest secret. It's the biggest secret. I actually announced it on social media after uh, our uh, Sun Bowl last season because that was my turning 40 year. So I was like, stick it to everybody. Yes, I'm 40. Oh, gosh. Okay, so talk to, like, so the running back position, right, does that not take the biggest toll on your body? Yeah, so that's probably one of, um, when I look back, a lot of people ask me about my achievements, and I think that is one of them. Playing um, a running back, which is an extremely taxing position, so obviously I, uh, when the quarterback doesn't throw it, I get to run it um, and obviously have uh, either 9 to 11 players wanting to demolish me, so it is very taxing. Um, but I'm pretty proud of the longevity um, that I've been able to show in that position. Um, I, it's not to say I don't go out there uh, a bit broken and a bit injured, who doesn't? Um, but uh, that's probably one of my key achievements there because um, I've um, probably heavily used. Um, I am a ball hog, I won't lie, um, so love the run game. I think I'm passion now for the last five years at least. <laughs> And in terms of like, uh, you know, are you are you looking to keep going for a good couple of years? Are you the Tom Brady of women's football in Australia? <laughs> um, look, one of my one of my biggest things, and and one of the reasons for doing things like this, this podcast, is uh, a lot of people have, for whatever reason, put limits, whether it's gender limits, age limits, um, and. A lot of times I think, oh, so, you know, I, I ask my, myself, should I be still doing this? Should I still be going? Am I being a bit silly? But I uh, I have this kind of motto, which is um, why not? 
why not? If not, why not me? Um, so I think one of the things that not only showing as us female players that uh, we can play this game and play it well and we have our own way of playing it, um, but also that age is doesn't have to be a factor either. Um, you know, I, I kept my age a secret for a long time, um, but that's because I didn't want to be treated any differently, thought of any differently. I certainly didn't want to think any differently when I was out there. I'm not out there thinking about how old I am, even though my knees and joints are screaming. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I just think it just shows that if you want to, you can. So why not? Why yeah. not? Exactly, exactly right. And uh, and Bliss, I guess you know a little bit about the running back position. And um, I guess for any of you that don't know, uh, you know, football is a game that caters for every body shape, size, and Bliss as as little as they come. Uh, tell us about your career and, and shattering the stereotypes that you have to be big, jacked, and 100 kilos worth of muscle to play your position. Yeah, yeah. So I started in 2014. Um, I just gave birth to my son. Um, so I started training um, three months after he was born just to get me out of the house. Um, and I'm only four foot ten, so and pushing fifty kilos. So you know, my heaviest was sixty, but I had a child inside my my belly. So uh, <laughs> that's the heaviest I've been. So fifty is my max, pretty much. But um, yeah, I love gridiron sport because it's for everybody. Like. Height wise, size wise, age wise, um, anyone can do it. You just have to give it a go. Um, but yeah, so I started in 2014. Um, career achievements is uh, playing an all star game, which was in Victoria, first 11 aside game was back in 2015. Um, and then all state Vic um, games uh, would have been three years 216, 218, and 2020. Unfortunately, didn't go ahead. And of course, what um, uh, Christy Yoz, uh, her, let's say, backer or second backer in the Australian <laughs> um, team, um, just pretty much Christy's cheerleader, really. But that was fine. It was a great opportunity. Um, one of my goals um, ever since I was little was to wear, you know, the green gold. You know, my, my, Childhood sport was basketball. Unfortunately, the height there wasn't there, so I um I got um got it somewhere else, which is great. <laughs> you know, Bliss. Obviously, you know we were all you know Christie's cheerleaders in Canada. Um, <laughs> let, let's let's face it there, but uh, you know, you especially stood out because obviously you can't see you behind like an O line, and and having played against you, it was kind of like where's Bliss. So in terms of like um. You know, you proved that there's no size limit, but what was like, what was the hardest thing about being so small and, and taking those hits that you did? Um, I think my first couple of runs, it was against Canada themselves. Um, quite a big, muscly girls, quite intimidating on the forefront. And I remember running through the gap and I was there and then I got tackled and I actually got lifted off the ground and driven back. I'm so little. So so essentially, anyone can literally pick me up and I have to keep driving my feet, but if my feet aren't on the ground, I don't go anywhere. So that's the challenge um, when they pick me up physically and, you know, drive me back. Luckily, we have forward progress, but, um, <laughs> yeah, that's the hardest really. Yeah, I feel for you. I do. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen your head almost being taken off a good couple of times, I swear. Yeah, on that also, I think, yeah. It's and, funny, uh, though. 
It's funny though, because bliss, um, one thing I wish I was as a running back was shorter so that I could hide behind <laughs> um, my team. So it, it just goes to show that, uh, you know, you have to work with what you got and, you know, what you might have somebody else wants. So completely true. And, uh, and Beck, you know, your voice might sound a little bit familiar to some of our listeners. And uh, if you haven't checked out our NFL show yet, just jump on it. It's it's a good time. Um, but the reason why Beck kind of knows what she's talking about um, is that she's had a fairly, you know, let's kind of say rough football career so far. So t- tell us, Beck, what's your, what's, where have you been on the field? Yeah, I've, I've struggled a little bit on the field and off the field. I started playing in uh, 2014 with the UTS Gators. Um, I had my first season there, thrown into quarterback, had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to tackle. I didn't know how to hand off a ball. So it was a very interesting season. Um, I made it through most of the season that year. I think we were about three weeks out from uh, playoffs and I broke my wrist. So that took me out for the season. And I'm pretty sure that was the um, first year I could have played state. So I missed out on that, uh, being injured and then... um, yeah, continued. I come back next year, ready to go, super prepared, um, happy to be in quarterback. I loved throwing the ball. I loved, um, yeah, pumping up my running backs and boosting up my O-linemen. And then I tore my ACL in the first game. So that was super hard for me, super hard, considering I'd already torn my uh, my right ACL twice playing netball, played netball for a really long time. Um, So, yeah, I had that injury on the left leg, on the right leg, sorry, and then coming in and doing it again in the first game on the left leg was pretty hard. I had to sit back and watch the team play without me and kind of wait for surgery and that kind of stuff was tough. So then I, I did all the rehab. I did what I had to do to come back and be stronger and better, ready to play, and then it happened again. I tore my ACL in the very first game. So back-to-back ACL tears, two seasons in a row, missing out on so much game time. I mean, I still stuck around and helped the team. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be around. I think it helped me emotionally be with the girls and be around football. You know, ACLs aren't little injuries. They take a very long time to recover from. I um, did meniscus as well, so that had to be repaired. So I was in a big, long you know, thigh to ankle kind of brace for a few weeks. I was on crutches. I couldn't really do much. So um, being around football helped heaps. It really did. Um, And then I came back. We had a really short season here in New South Wales. We only played a few games. And at UTS, we were struggling for numbers a little bit and didn't really have a full team on the field. So we had a couple of buys. So that was a pretty sad season to come back to after being out for so long. I managed to get through the whole season without being injured, which was great. But, um, yeah, it kind of just put a bit of a damper on coming back and not being able to play a lot of games and stuff. You know, you started, you know, you joined the Lions with me, uh, you know, last season. You know, she's you know, won uh, Pride of the Lions. So safe to say that Beck hasn't had a, you know, she hasn't had the, the most ideal amount of field time, but the field time that she has had, I swear, she's, she's one of the best players I've played with. So I'm uh, totally excited to have that. And, uh, you know, as for me, you know, you guys can check out my story in our one-on-one series, but uh, let's just say I feel so blessed to be able to have played with and against these ladies. And I'm so stoked to have this opportunity to spread, spread the football love around the country. Let's get straight into our first segment, The Huddle. Leave no regrets out there. 
That is what a real champion is made of. We hit. Is that all you got? If you think it's only a man's game, well... You're sadly mistaken. Football is the exact opposite. Women can be aggressive. They can be physical. All right, guys, this is the huddle where we take a deeper look at the teams and the state competitions around the country. And, you know, obviously COVID has put a pretty big dampener on the 2021 season for most of us. And uh, But as teams around the country, they're starting to kick off their recruitment campaigns, their preseason, or if they're lucky enough to have a season kicking off. I just wanted to have a quick look around some of the teams with the best sort of storylines coming into their next competition. So, Beck, I'm going to pitch this off to you first. Which teams are you looking forward to watching in their next matchup? I'm actually super excited excited about our competition here in uh, New South Wales. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, we only play seven aside in New South Wales and we have been for quite a few years. We did attempt to play nine aside um, a few years back. It didn't quite work out, so we went back to seven aside. This year it is definitely guaranteed we will be moving to nine aside and sticking to it. So I'm super excited for that. Um, fingers crossed that uh, we can get uh, the teams that missed out on playing last season, the numbers and the recruitment to maintain the competition around, you know, the set six, seven teams that we have here in New South Wales. But, yeah, I'm super excited to go to nine aside. And I think that, like, you know, from a New South Wales perspective, you know, we've we've taken our time. You know, this is our, this will be our ninth season of competition. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> going from, you know, four teams at one point up to, you know, eight teams at one point, it's kind of nice to see the league kind of levelling out. And, and I think all the teams did a really great job with recruiting, um, you know, last year to this year. So it should be exciting. And, uh, yeah. And Christy, who are you excited to watch next time they meet? What's happening in Queensland? So a lot is actually happening. So uh, for those who don't know the Queensland history, so uh, gridirons, uh, female gridirons started in Queensland. So the fire started there and quickly spread around the rest of Australia with New South Wales and Victoria and Western Australia and even um, teams in Canberra at one point. So um, we have had quite a journey. Um, We've peaked at seven teams, um, but obviously a lot of things have impacted, including COVID. So um, we last year... uh, obviously impacted 2020 mostly with in Queensland with COVID. So we looked at doing a two-side, 11-a-side, um, two-team exhibition. Um, so that was really awesome um, because that's eventually, I think, for every every league here is the end goal is to get 11-a-side because that's obviously the ultimate for us. Um, so that was done um, to obviously uh, give experience to the uh, the experienced players to go that next level but also to try and bring in numbers. But um, this season, unfortunately, we haven't been able to get uh, – there's been a number of reasons why our season hasn't kicked off and numbers has been one of them. Um, so I think the, the real storyline here here is for um, obviously we've got a subcommittee um, happening as well to really focus on this and I think it's probably been um, needed for a little while but sometimes when it gets to this dire state we have to it's the push we need to really kick it off again so I think um, for all the clubs to 
for any team that goes back, regathers, regets it together, gets that love again, um, and gets out there and builds a team that's ready for next season or a future season, I think will be one hell of a storyline. I think there's some um, adversity out there for us and some challenges out there for us. So I think, uh, I believe, love will conquer all and love the sport will keep it going. But um, I think there's a bit of work for us to do. So I think there's a big story to be told here in Queensland. Might be some lesson learned for um, the rest of the leagues too as well. Um, we also started seven but moved to nine aside very quickly and obviously our end goal is to move to 11 aside and that is still on the radar. So watch this space. We're working on it. Um, we still want to be at the forefront and the front, the, you know, the pioneers of the sport. Um, but, yeah, we, we need to start from scratch again, I think. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's such a shame, you know, we've kind of seen the decline in, in Queensland over the last couple of seasons. And for for a, a state that was so strong and so dominant, I mean, you know, I, I've beaten, been beaten many a times, 50-something to not many by a Queensland, you know, Queensland Sun Devil State team. But uh, to see you guys where you are now, it, it is a little bit disheartening. But, you know, oh, I know that oh. there's a lot happening from an upper level and a lower level. Um, but obviously, you know, we need to come up with a little bit more of an interesting proposition for these grassroots other sports that are coming in and, you know, making the pathways for women a little bit more attractive. But let's talk about the other foundation state of American football for women in the country, and that would be Victoria Bliss. Talk to us about what you got going on down there in, in Victoria and what team are you looking to feature tonight? Yeah, sure. So um, our season is hopefully going ahead in uh, starting in January, so 2022. It's hard to say that. Um, but um, as same with COVID, our 2020 season got cancelled and then with Melbourne being the most locked down city in the whole entire world, our 2021 season got delayed. Now it's pushed back to January. So currently we're uh, recruiting, um, we're in pre-season training, which is great. Um, the we're, we're the same as Queensland pretty much. We've had a decline in numbers. Um, we peaked in 2016 with eight teams um, and... Last season, well, last season we played in 2019. I think you only had four. So um, it's all about recruiting and and trying to drive you know women around Victoria to you know pick up the helmet and those wear those pads to join a team. Um, but the, definitely the team to look out for, which would be the Northern Lady Raiders, um, who joined this the C well joined the comp in 2013. So they're the oldest club to date. Um, and they just had a dominant season in um, 2019, undefeated. Um, they had an average scoring uh, points of 80, 48 points a game. So quite a strong team. And you can tell by the head coach just runs a tight ship oh, in Matthew you, Jenkins. So, you gotta, you got to love the Jenks offense, don't you? I mean, it'll punish <laughs> every do. single which way. Yeah, so um, that's definitely a benchmark for all other teams that are coming in. Um, I know me personally as uh, now a first-year head coach, uh, it's quite a big opportunity for me to try and push the girls to strive um, for that goal, which is to be essentially like the Lady Raiders in the way that they dominated in that 2019 season. Yeah, it's about setting that standard, right? 
you know, and, and as a, as a, a female coach and especially yeah. a female head coach, it's kind of like which teams were always the best and what do I want my team, <clears throat> what do I want my team to look like? And, uh, you know, I guess for me, I'm mm. actually really excited about seeing the Hills Valkyries over in the WA comp. They're, um, they're a new team and they're the first unattached women's team. So by unattached, I mean like not like run by women for women with no men's affiliation, which I think is a fascinating kind of governance process, uh, me being a little bit of a governance nerd. Um, but these players are made up from the Swan City Titans. The Gridiron West season actually kicked off a couple of weeks ago and the Valkyries kind of had a rough start to the season coming up against um, heavy hitters in the Perth Broncos. And uh, But it's going to be great to see where this team kind of comes through and grows as the season progresses. Let's wrap this up and let's move into Rapid Fire. We're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. This week's rapid fire, we are calling it way too early. And it's our first episode, so I really wanted to keep this kind of light. Um, and I wanted to you guys to know your way too early Super Bowl predictions. And if our listeners out there haven't got an NFL team yet, listen up because you might be picking up a winner here. Bliss, I'm punting this to you. Who you got to match up <laughs> in Super Bowl 56? Look, I'm going the battle of the running backs because running backs is like my heart. So I'm going Cowboys, Tennessee. So Henry v. Zeke v. Pollard, I think it's going to be a good run game. And I just want them boys in that that Super Bowl. And look, they're looking a little bit like, you know, they are them boys at the moment. And, uh, you know, no one can stop Derek Henry. So that's, I reckon that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good prediction. That's way too early. Christy, who's your guy? Uh, I am a running back fan, but... Arizona Cardinals versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Arizona, I like how they've been uh, building over the few seasons. I think that I just, I love the bit of an underdog coming through the ranks and coming up and doing all right. And then, of course, you got the Bucs and you got the Goat and can't rule that out ever. So You see, I don't even know if that's probably a way too early pick. Like, I think it's entirely possible, entirely possible. And uh, Beck, you and I, we obviously talk about these kind of situations and these teams on a weekly basis, but who you got playing it out in Super Bowl 56? Unfortunately, I, it doesn't look like it that it will be your Seahawks this year. No, unfortunately, no. I think our Seahawks are ruled out a little bit. They're not looking good after losing Russ. It makes me very sad to say. But um, I, I, if you listen to the show, you also know that I like to jump on the Ravens bandwagon and I'm loving Lamar Jackson this year. So I'm picking the Ravens against the Cowboys because I'm also really loving Dak and how he's come back from this injury um, and has taken on this team and really driven them through the season. And they're looking great offense and defense. So Ravens, Cowboys, I'm picking it. Pay me if I get it. Ooh. Oh, we're putting bets up. All right. You know, I like a good punt. Um, and for me, you know, and I've been saying this for the first couple of weeks, you look, you listen right back to the first episode of our NFL podcast and you'll hear me say that the Chargers are the real deal. Um, so I'm going to go with the Chargers Bills Super Bowl and that's going to be, I mean, that'd be a high powered, high scoring offense and it'd be like a game that any NFL fan could get behind. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of my picks. 
So guys, that's that's actually all the time that we have tonight. And I just wanted to thank my amazing panel for signing on for a season of talking all things women in gridiron and helping spread the word about the game we love. And to our listeners, we hope you tonight you enjoyed tonight's episode. And if you did, please download, download, download. We actually can't see who likes our shows unless we get those downloads. So you can do that on any of your platforms. Check us out on socials. We're on all of those platforms too. And share this episode with family and friends. And until next week, we will see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.